Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria the Spiritual Homegirl. We are back with a unplanned, another unplanned, unproduced episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. But before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo-boo. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate that. It's currently 1.45 in the morning here in Los Angeles. The crickets are chirping. It is very quiet right now in Los Angeles. Given the day and the weekend that has transpired, I always love moments of quiet and moments of calm. Usually, it's when the city is quiet, whether it's now, whether it's before daylight or daybreak. I really enjoy when moments are quiet. Now, I know it's LA. You might hear an occasional siren or not even a firecracker at this point. I think it's just sirens, if anything, um, because people need help intending to, but it's usually the quietest point of the day. And for some reason, I was up making okra and tomato at midnight. So I made my okra and tomato, made some wild rice, put it over the wild rice, and I started to eat. And I was like, okra. Okra is a plant that really, like, we all can relate to okra. Like, whether it's southern, whether you hate it, whether you love it. This one thing melanated folks are connected through, even even brown folks. It over um, in India, too. And also some Asian countries. Like, okra is like that deal. So I'm thinking about okra, and I'm like, wow, we're all connected by enjoying some of the same things on earth um, that come out of the ground no matter where you are and it made me think about this weekend so this weekend as y'all know and this is the reason um and that as well as this episode that I did uh yesterday about Shakari Richardson it made me realize that diaspora wars are really counterproductive and I realized that I needed to speak about this on the platform. I've touched on it in previous episodes, but I don't think I've ever done an actual episode dedicated to why my stance on diaspora wars are the way they are. And I witnessed, not just on my page, but on other people's pages, the hatred of each other, all because of a different type of colonizer a different language that was taught, whatever the media shows the other about the other, as well as the flags. We are all, and I know some of y'all not going to agree because some of y'all ADOS and that's okay. And and mind you, and somebody called me a Pan-Africanist uh, last month and I felt the way. And the reason why I felt the way is because it was stated in a way where my stance was what it was because of my father's family being from my biological father's family being from uh, the Caribbean and my mother's side being from the States. And I kind of thought that was weird. It's like, well, technically, culturally, I was raised in the States. One half of my family is from the Caribbean. The other half is from the United States. So that I don't it was almost as if like the way it was framed was if I was like an apologist 
for certain things. And then upon further conversation with that person, I realized that the reason why they feel the way they feel and the reason why they are so hardcore with ADOS. And if fellows don't know, ADOS is basically like in a, a pro-America, like foundational black American, at least to my understanding. I could be wrong. Um, I don't even feel like being corrected at this point because I don't care. Because sometimes some people in that group spit a lot of hatred towards black British folks whether or melanated British folks, melanated uh, folks from Africa, melanated folks from the Caribbean. And I don't like it. And on the flip, people from Britain, from Africa, from the Caribbean that are melanated spew the same BS towards melanated Americans. I'm just over it. I completely understand. Don't get me twisted. I completely understand the fact that this country does not necessarily treat melanated Americans with respect. I also understand that melanated Americans here are are sometimes, a lot of times actually, um, last choice for things. I also understand the entertainment industry kind of prefers melanated folks from other places than the artists and creators that are here. I totally get it. I overstand it. But to me, I think hating them is is counterproductive. If a bag shows up in another country, you're going to take it. Most times, if you ain't scared to fly and leave your family for a little bit, you're going to take the bag. How does it look for other people to be upset at you when a system or an organization or, or whatever or an institution has given you the opportunity to be, get a bag and make money? So I think... Our focus, and I'm not acting like I know it all. It's just what I see. I don't like it. I think our focus is so narrow sometimes that we forget that a lot of the stuff that we feel about each other is indoctrination and it's brainwashing. It's really a form of mental slavery. We all have connections to some type of pain and struggle in this society by colonizers. And we somehow think because of where we are positioned in the world that we are better than and that's absolutely false it is incorrect whatever you are whether you are melanated american whether you're melanated african rather melanated um caribbean melanated over in england i just think even over in places like europe other places in europe i just i'm not with the the snobby behavior last i checked in every single continent the police be killing melanated folks. Let's just keep it a book. Your country ain't no better. Our country ain't no better. Your island ain't no better. It's the same issue. We all dealing with some form of trauma and drama in our respective areas. So I don't know where we got off collectively thinking that we better than the others simply because of where we from. At the end of the day. We're all a diaspora. Whether you want to buy into it or not, baby, it's a part. We all are connected. Unfortunately, if through nothing else, like I mentioned earlier, food, DNA to a degree. If you believe in science, you know a lot of uh, the, the first man or first woman of uh, that Eve gene is over on the continent, last I checked. Also, through pain. And through struggle. And it is unfortunate that we are bonded in such a way. But the effects of being bonded in such a way, it shows up. And it shows up on social media. And it's disgusting. It is so disgusting. 
yeah, I know in our younger days, we didn't know no better, but we, all that, all that stuff, that's no excuses at this point. We older, all of us are of a certain age. We are all in the era where we are knowing better and doing better. We may not be perfect and that's okay, but choosing to spit hatred towards your fellow melanated brother, sister, relative, loved one is out of pocket. It's out of pocket. And going back to this weekend, Shakari Richardson really ruffles a lot of feathers. And I talked about it in, in yesterday's episode. I'm not going to do it again um, because that's just besides the point. If you haven't heard that episode about why the existence of Shakari Richardson burns the soul of so many people. Um, click the link in my show notes and listen to episode 238. So I I realize there's different reasons why folks don't like Shakari Richardson. I understand. Right. On one end, it's ego. Again, people forget they were young and, you know, make their mistakes and were cocky and confident at one point. Um, for others, they're actually track and field enthusiasts or former runners. And they're like, yo, like from a runner perspective, you know, I've been there. She probably could have did a little more, whatever, whatever, whatever the critique is. Okay, everybody has the reasons. But one thing I noticed with the people in these particular comments is that they were making Shakari Richardson an example of Americans, uh, melanated Americans here saying, oh, well, that's just how they are there. Look at them. That's how they act. And I'm like, wow, really? Like you're making a 21 year old girl the, the image of black women or, or melanated women or um, or melanated Americans? Really? Like, I don't I don't I realize that what it is for a lot and I feel confident saying this because I know what I've seen over multiple accounts. What I noticed is that for certain figures, and in this case, it's Shakari Richardson, people from other countries and other territories, islands, what have you, they hid behind the race itself. To channel their hatred. For melanated Americans through Shakari's example. So what that means is. A lot of these people commenting. Don't even have a taste or care. Or have a, a caring, empathetic, kind bone in a body for melanated Americans. So when that girl lost. It wasn't just a loss for Shakari. It was a loss for melanated Americans. And they took that hard. And when I say hard, I mean they took it to the moon. They took that as, oh, look at her. They was attacking her so hardcore. And I realized that a lot of that hatred is is bigger than Shakari. It's about not liking melanated Americans. And I'm not with that. Now, on the flip, let me be clear. Like I said, half my family is from the Caribbean. So there is no slants here. Because I've seen some people in my own in our own uh stateside people kind of feeding into that and i think that's low-key more of anti-melanated woman anyway because we know our culture is, is changing because it's very problematic when it comes to centering and even protecting melanated women here in america regardless of origin but when i was talking to some of these people and i had a very clear plan with this i said i know when i when i have i have a feeling about some of the things i talk about and i have a feeling with some of the things i post I, I can't explain to you what it is, but I know it's strong. And when I get that feeling, when I post, I say, okay, I have a feeling this is going to go up. 
It's going to go up. It's going to get popular. It's a very strong opinion. And it's going to rub people the wrong way. And when I say people, I don't mean one or two. It's going to rub a large group of people the wrong way. And I, I accepted that for what that was. And I knew what my intention was when I posted it. It was more of a spirit um, focus. And it wasn't on Shakira being American. And um, it was just more about just, hey, getting up as a melanated woman, period, through adversity, through resiliency. Like, that's that's what we should take from this example. And I was very clear with my narrative. And I made sure that I put that in the captions so people understood it. I made sure to link the episodes so people understood it. I made sure to even put in the actual meme itself what it was. It's bigger than a race. It was about spirit. And the people's responses showed me that it was bigger than a race too. It was about their hatred towards melanated people based on where they live. And I thought that was really unfortunate. Um, Some of them were saying, oh, well, you know, I talk big stuff, you know. And, And my thing is, it's not about those that are just happy that their country won. It's not about that. It's not about that. You can be happy that somebody lost. Therefore, your country won. Because if that person had not have lost, that means that they would have probably placed or placed higher or possibly have won. So it is not about um, the the people winning. It's not about somebody other than Shakira winning. That has nothing to do with it. What it's about is it's the gross, low-level crab in a bucket type of response to the loss have your pride do what you got to do your country pride it's all good but it's different when you start attacking her oh this ghetto this this ghetto girl this b this that that serves her right that's what them americans get i'm like wow you guys really you folks is tripping this is Okay, so for you, it, you know, you're saying it's just the race, baby, but you're also talking about an entire group of people based on this 21-year-old young woman, number one. Number two, you, you're you talking about Americans. You're comparing Americans to an athlete that does a sport for a living. Where is it coming from? I had a conversation with one of my, um, one of the homies over in uh, London. Shout out to you. Um, He knows who he is. And we had a discussion about the diaspora wars oop there go la there we go 159 and we got the homemade scooter bikes <laughs> coming up the street <laughs> oh, you gotta love living in the city man it's never a dull moment anyway so we were talking about the diaspora wars and how we both don't subscribe to them he is from um london he is melanated but he has caribbean roots i am from america i have one half of my roots from the caribbean and one half of my roots from the states so we both were talking, we had an understanding that we just don't want to buy into the diaspora wars because it's counterproductive. At the end of the day, we are all here to learn our lessons and, and, and hopefully have good support systems and unify wherever you are in the world and do great things. And folks judging others and treating people unkindly and poorly and, and acting like their melanin is better than others. I just think that's trash. I think it's trash. Now, I could go the route and be like, well, y'all see African-American culture, melanated American culture runs the world because a lot of times it does. I could go that route, but like it's it's counterproductive and it's weird. And I'm going to keep it a thousand on this one. It's weird when I see folks that's not even from America use 
African-American vernacular English to to crap on Americans. It's like, how does that work? It's like using gay slang to attack gay folks. And I'm not saying um, sexual identity and and race are the same, but it's it's almost like you're using a byproduct of something that you don't like about somebody to clown that same group that created what you're using. It's illogical and it doesn't make sense. And then and on the flip, like I said, there are a lot of people, like I said, like the homie in London, the homie in Africa. Um, there's lots of people that understand lots of people in the Caribbean and people like me who have Caribbean roots and stateside roots who get the BS and they peep the agenda and they don't feed into it. But this weekend, I really want to make sure that those that were wanting to jump and troll on the post and be funny or try to, um, say something different. I wanted to make sure that I had a conversation with them so that I could show the logic and how incorrect that was. Not necessarily for them, but for those that follow me. Because y'all know I'm very intentional about what I promote on my platform. And diaspora wars are counterproductive to spiritual homegirl. It's not, I always say we're always connected, but we're not compatible. And, you know, even though I'm connected to my people in the diaspora that may not even like me because of the fact that I'm a melanated American. Or even because of the fact that I might have half from the, from the Caribbean. Because there's some people that be acting funny too sometimes, which is weird. But it's just, it's not, we're, we're not all compatible. And so, you know, even though I may have connections to those in the diaspora, whether they care for me or not, simply based on roots, I realize that, again, we're not all compatible. So I don't want people that are following me to be in line with those that do diaspora awards. I prefer to not engage with them um, long term. I don't want them following my platform or anything like that. I had to tell a couple of people to unfollow me. Like, you're problematic, sis. Like, I can't. I can't fool with you. I can't sit there and have you, a melanated woman, regardless of where you're from. Unfortunately, both of them were from or have roots in the Caribbean. So they're my fellow massive on one end. But it's like I can't have you on this page commenting, thinking it's a free forum as if I'm going to let this fly. Because my platform is all about overcoming the um, the impossible, overcoming adversity, overcoming the situations where folks want to drag you through your mud, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, whether it's your job, whether it's you. My my platform is about overcoming that and getting better and getting confident and bouncing back. So what the heck I look like entertaining somebody or allowing somebody to feel safe and comfortable, you know, in my platform that preaches everything against what they're saying. It's not safe for y'all over here, bro, sis, loved one. It is not safe for you to spew hatred on my platform. It's never going to be safe for you. We don't do safe spaces for people that start wars over here. You are op. So as an op, you got to stay away. And that's okay. And the reason why I want to talk about it on my platform, on my podcast, is because, like I said, I never did a dedicated episode. But given the disgusted, I'm talking about real trash behavior. It was so trashy. I got inspired to get on the mic a day after the fact. I said, I got to get this off because it's not about me feeling sad or feeling upset. Because y'all know, like, I always tell people, I use it for free marketing. So it was good free marketing for me because I'm not running no ads until fourth quarter because I got some I'm launching that I really want y'all to uh, check out. But for me, it kind of works twofold. It, it, it gives me free engagement. And also... I don't really have to spend too much time making an extra post about what it is because you can just read through the comments. And third, it shows people, it literally spells it out. This is what you don't need to engage with. This is who you probably should watch out for because it's always all good until something happens that shows the true colors of how people really feel about you. In this case, we saw how people really feel about certain folks depending on where they're from. And I just thought it was weird.
it's just like wow like everybody has problems being melanated in this world it's unfortunate um this world is not necessarily the most welcoming of melanated people regardless of where you're at whether you're in uh rio de janeiro they also have their issues with police brutality whether it is united states we have our issues with police brutality pay wage gaps as well as um lack of resources um still ain't had no reparations for um for folks that who, who have roots here that you know who helped build the country so it's like it's so much it, there's racism in london um there's <laughs> so many issues and yet we like to like argue with each other it's it's i'm over it i'm so over it i was never for it but it's just like at this stage in the game if you can't see the agenda god bless because it's thick it's bigger than just a race apparently <laughs> for a lot of people the diaspora war is bigger than flags it's bigger than invisible borders depending on where you at and it's bigger than colonizers it's it really is a spiritual thing now granted those are three things that are important but even beyond that it really is a spiritual war because if you brainwash people enough to hate folks that look like them all because they talk different they might eat the same food with a little bit of different seasoning or they might have a beach or an island or 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 wherever else dirt road for those that's in the country rural areas or those that live in like you know what i'm saying there's so many things that make us special and different regardless of where we at but you still gonna hate somebody that look like you based on that it's trash if you do it respectfully you're trash um i say that with love and i pray that you get some type of uh some type of uh clarity to where you realize that by hating people you don't know based on what the media chose to show you and you pick and choose what to engage with with people and this goes not just for melanated americans but it goes for melanated folks over in africa as well as the caribbean we cannot sit here and talk mess about these people in these different areas our people in these different areas but yet consume the culture or some of the things that they've done to me i just don't i don't understand if you don't like americans don't consume hip-hop don't consume none of that stuff don't consume anything don't talk like don't talk like us don't do none of that if you don't want to uh embrace your african melanated family members don't go to those ethiopian restaurants to eat mestil watts with extra injera don't be out here listening to afro beats Turn off the failure. You ain't with it. You ain't really about it. Stop talking all that Egyptian nonsense. Talking about, oh, we came. Okay, if you came from there, then why do you talk about them? Stop practicing your your spirituality that that was from Africa. Like, don't. If you're going to talk about African folks, don't do that. Don't consume what they contributed to the world. Caribbean folks, stop dutty whining everywhere. Turn that spice off. You don't even like Caribbean folks. What you listening to that for? Stop going to the Jamaican restaurant to get your jerk chicken and your rice and peas. Stop drinking tings and cola champagnes if you don't like Caribbean melanated folks. I just don't understand. How do we hate people but yet can feel like we can consume things that they create and add to the culture of the diaspora, even to the rest of the world? Like everything is all like good. It's not good. That's not a pocket. You cannot consume the culture of any of us and then hate us in the same breath. That's not like some majority culture stuff that's happening. And I hate that it's happening within our own diaspora. 
I don't like the fact that we already deal with the fact that we have problems dealing with the majority culture and society. And then we got our little BS infighting off to the side. It's really embarrassing. And it's even more embarrassing to see people so out loud with their hatred. Now, when I'm saying this, I'm not even talking about just Caribbean Americans. Like, I'm not talking, I mean, or Caribbean melanated folks. I'm not talking about just them. Even though the majority of my exchanges were with my fellow massive, which was disappointing. But I saw it all across the diaspora. I saw melanated Americans acting a fool. I saw Caribbean folks acting a fool. I seen African folks acting a fool. It's just, it's like we all... We don't have to act like this, y'all. And you ain't got to call yourself no Pan-Africanist to just show love to people you don't know and not have assumptions based on what your country or island or territory's media wants to show you about the other. Like, let's think with a brain, y'all. And I say that respectfully. We all got a brain. It's time to use it. My homeboy over in London told me, on top of their own issues they're dealing with over there in terms of how they're portrayed um, in the media and on television and things like that. He told me a lot of what is shown over there is a lot of the love and hip-hop, real stereotypical, minstrel type of, um, minstrel show type of narrative when it comes to melanated Americans. So at one point, it's almost like you're wrong for wanting to look at people from other parts of the diaspora incorrectly. But then on the flip, it's like, okay, well, technically you were shown that. But then on the other side, it's like, unless you ain't been there, can you really say you know? And even then from that end, it's like, well, have you dealt with just a certain group of people? Or, or is 100% of a thousand interactions all negative? Like, I really would like for us to get some type of emotional awareness and development when it comes to this. Because it's getting out of pocket. It really is. And it's brainwashing, indoctrination. It is sad to see this stuff happen. We, because I'm never above my own advice, we got to get it together. And the only thing I figured I could do is bring awareness to my platform. I done did it through social media posts. I done did it with this podcast episode. I have, I mean, my homies, it's all from the diaspora. What do I look like hating on folks? I've had people on my own platform that are from the diaspora. My partner, fool. About black love, sex, education, communication. Hood Baba with his trap therapy. Fool from the south side of Atlanta. Literal African-American. We get along great. Sarah McKibble, my girl Sarah McKibble. She's Gullah Geechee. But she from here. From the States. Dr. Giselle Cunningham, Shania Hansford, Caribbean. It's just unfortunate. We don't have to do this, y'all. And you don't have to call yourself a label to just have love for people who look like you. Even for my people that's in America, they have that have issues with people from the diaspora from other places outside of America. You had four bad experiences with people that was from the diaspora. Do you really think it is sufficient evidence to group a whole millions and millions of groups of people based on experience with four? Because let's keep it a thousand. 99% of any negative interaction I've had, 
99, maybe 90-ish, 90% maybe, of people that have tried to tear me down in my own experiences have been melanated Americans. What do I look like being like, oh, well, forget Americans, uh, melanated Americans. They try to, to do this and other. That ain't smart. That's where I lived. The majority was melanated Americans. If I had beef, it was more likely with a melanated American. <laughs> so it's like, what do I look like grouping my own folks or grouping a group of people based on the interactions I've had? That's just how the game go. I'm not going to sit there and have a, a bad view on folks that's from the Caribbean talking about, oh, I'd have had a bad experience with 10 of them, so all of them are, are, are trash. You know how many islands are in the Caribbean? How many millions of people that are in the Caribbean islands? It doesn't make sense. It's, 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 it's like, come on, y'all. Even having experiences with folks from, from the continent. You had an experience with four people out of one of the most populous continents in the world, Africa. Do you really think them four experiences is worth you making a generalized statement? Or you in another place outside of America and all you see of, of melanated Americans is loving hip hop and all these other reality shows and all this other trash. Do you really think that it's smart to gauge a country with X amount of millions of melanated Americans? You think it's fair to base it off of what five shows that your cable company chooses to show you or your country chooses to show you? It's not fair. It's dumb. Y'all come on. Y'all let's elevate. I'm over this. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. And it's time to really peep why you think you feel the way you feel. And why your country pride, whether it's America, whether it's the Caribbean island, whether it is your, um, your continent, whether it's the continent. You got to check your pride and figure out if your pride is actually rooted in hatred. And if it is, you need to unlearn immediately. Because the way this thing is going in the midst of global, global suffering... You're going to want a good network, regardless of where they at. And I'm going to leave it at that. So with that being said, y'all, thank y'all for tapping in with me. It's currently 2.18. I'm going to go ahead and end this episode on a good note because I think I said everything I needed to say. I wanted to make sure that this episode was always rooted in love, but I wanted to make sure that my points and my feelings and what was on my spirit was articulated. And I really feel like I got that off today. And um, that's just my stance. I'm over the diaspora wars. It's time to stop. It is. But text the word homegirl10 to 81493. Homegirl10 to 81493. Homegirl10 to 81493. To sign up for my text club. Text messages are going out tomorrow at noon. Um, well, noon West Coast. I'm gonna see if I can get noon. Well, I don't know, to be honest. I've been talking about the text club for so long. Should I make people wait to get their text messages to sign up? No, I won't give a time frame. Text messages going out tomorrow. Um so yeah, don't miss it. Homegirl10 to 81493. We're going to get some game for the week to start you off right. Tribe Letter will go out tomorrow as well. Be back with that as well. To sign up, go to spiritualhomegirlpodcast.com or you can click the link in my show notes. If you want to go to Homegirl Shop, tap in with your girl. Uh, homegirl, uh, Spiritual Homegirl Shop. No, spiritualhomegirl.shop. Goodness gracious. Also, um, what else? My books will be opening up for clients again very soon. I am booked up at the moment, y'all, so I'm sorry that I have not uh, been advertising it as much. It's just that I've been wanting to make sure that I do not overwhelm myself because um, capacity is a big deal and making sure that I serve properly is of the utmost importance to me. So my books will be opening up very soon, so stay tuned, all right? Uh, what else is going on? 
Oh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Patreon, fan base, and Clubhouse. I am Spiritual Hunger and TikTok. Tap in with your girl, whichever you follow. Uh, follow me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, say, hey, I heard you. You know, I'm here. So, so I got you. Um, and what else? Let's see. I have so many links. Oh, my goodness. Um... Patreon, we're doing the Virgo Sun Sign Challenge. It's not Virgo season, y'all. It's currently full moon, too, in Pisces. And maybe this is a part of a full moon ritual because sometimes I do have things that are on my spirit that I like to express. And I guess this is one of the few times I decided to do it live on air. So I guess you guys are all a part of my ritual, too. So <laughs> shout out to y'all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really excited to use the Virgo uh, Sun energy to better our lives one bit at a time so if you want to tap in you can do so at patreon.com forward slash spiritual homegirl tears only start at seven dollars if you want to support a um melanated female creator you can definitely do so and um yeah i think that's it i'm working on some more stuff legit i got meetings all this week about what's going on so um yeah when I start talking about it and talking about meetings and stuff, it's definitely something that's in the works. I just want to tell y'all um, that I've been away from the airways, like I said before, for very good reasons. I've just been out serving. So um, as things lighten up on my plate, I think I'll be a lot more active with the podcast. And to be honest, depending on what's going on in terms of what's on my heart and what's on my spirit, I might just be active anyway. I mean, then again, I did do a whole podcast marathon for 108 days Uh managing multiple jobs and a full-time master's degree program so i mean and and clients on top of that so i mean who knows <laughs> at this point i don't even like to control what i do i just kind of pray on what i need to pray on and then i get the sign and i move on from that point life has been so much easier and so much free-flowing when i just follow the guidance like i always say at the end of my podcast episodes trust the journey Trust yourself. You got the sign for a reason. It's meant for you to follow the footsteps. So just trust it and just roll with it, all right? But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get off of this mic and uh, meditate with my tuning forks and go to sleep. Well, I might get another bowl of okra and tomato because that was pretty good. But either way, this night is over, okay? So this has been another episode of the Spiritual Home Girl Podcast. Live, raw, direct, unfiltered, unproduced. Shout out to my producer extraordinaire track academics. It's just that sometimes I just can't get to him in time or sometimes some be on my heart so much that I can't even wait to get it to you all. So literally this, these types of episodes are from my spirit to yours. They all are, but it's on a, it's on a way different level um, because of the fact that it's on, it weighs on me so um, heavily, not in a bad way, but it's almost like, girl, get this out to them. Like, let's talk. So you got to tell them, you got to tell them. So it's almost like literally your homegirl rushing you being like, guess what I just want to talk about? Girl, guess what happened? Here's the tea. So we talked about how uh, diaspora wars are counterproductive. That was the tea for today. So with that being said, again, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself and save the wars for when it's necessary. All right. Love y'all. Peace.